First, we have to get within the casino cages, which anybody will tell you takes more than a smile. Next, through these doors, each of which requires a different six-digit code changed every 12 hours. Past those lies the elevator. This is where it gets tricky. The elevator won't move without authorized fingerprint identification. Which we can't fake. And vocal confirmation from both the security system within the Bellagio and the vault below. Which we won't get. Furthermore, the elevator shaft is rigged with motion detectors. Meaning if we were to manually override the lift, the shaft's exit would lock down automatically and we'd be trapped. Now once we get down the shaft, though, then it's a piece of cake. Just two more guards with Uzis and the most elaborate vault door ever conceived by man. Any questions? No, tunneling is out. Their sensors monitoring the ground 100 yards in every direction. If a groundhog were to nest there, they'd know about it. Anyone else? You said something about good news? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Say we get into the cage and, and through the security doors there and down the elevator we can't move and past the guards with the guns and into the vault we can't open. Without being seen by the cameras. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, well, say we do all that. Uh, we're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash on us without getting stopped? Yeah. She keeps them away, Shonda, in a pretty cabinet. She says, just like Marie Antoinette, a building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. And at a time of invitation, you can't take Caviar and cigarettes, well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. She's a killer, queen, got body genetine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. Hi everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. Open up with that scene from uh, Ocean's Eleven, the original, well not the original with uh, with uh, Frank Sinatra, but the, the original of the remix with uh, George Clooney and Brad Pitt and all the rest of the, the rest of the stars. Probably the most elaborate, elaborate uh, setup to to uh commit crimes um that i've ever seen in a movie and we're doing that i use that because i'm going to talk about the durham report today and i'm going to talk about it one of the most elaborate schemes ever ever concocted to uh to breach national security to to uh commit a huge crime uh as trump would say bigger than watergate uh, Watergate was was uh, kid stuff compared to what's going on here. And you're going to say. How come they don't talk about this stuff on TV? They do talk about it, but then they say, oh, for more details, read the Wall Street Journal article. Um, and if you don't read the Durham report or any of the any of the stuff, because most people don't, uh, I'm going to I'm going to to cut the way through it and try to try to give you the highlights of the stuff that they don't talk about on TV because you just hear. Oh, well, Hillary Clinton's uh, Hillary Clinton uh, did something wrong and uh, she's not going to jail for it. And that's the that's the highlight of these things. And, well, you know, this guy Sussman, he got indicted a few months ago and uh, now they're putting out the information about why they did it. And uh, but no one's ever going to go to jail. 
and uh, no one's ever going to pay for their crimes. Although, uh, you know, when we commit something wrong, we do it. I use that song Killer Queen from the group Queen, their first hit um, from the 70s. And I use that because we're talking about Hillary Clinton and she is the killer queen. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully in our lifetimes, we will see some justice and see that person behind bars and hopefully a whole bunch of other people because this stuff is this stuff is amazing you're you're gonna just go you're gonna go this is america this stuff goes on in america the united states of america this 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 flag that we salute this uh the veterans that we that we uh that we honor and and respect you know the 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 whole america land of the free home of the brave this kind of stuff goes on in in america come on man <clears throat> strange but true strange but true i'm gonna let it all out to you today uh and hopefully you can follow it this this show might be one of those like uh, the movie the big short or that you have to watch about 12 times before you uh catch every little detail and there'll still be stuff that you that you miss so you watch it 13 times and or wall street or uh, a few good men some of those that are so so interlaced with details that you can't you can't you just can't uh you can't put it all together in in one watching i remember watching the big short and being in being in the mortgage business we were all excited to see this the day it came out my wife and i went and saw it and i'm thinking i'm watching one scene while the next scene's going on I'm kind of watching the next scene, but I'm still thinking about the first scene because I'm thinking about, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I'm and I'm reliving some of that stuff while I'm watching. But while I'm reliving scene one and the reality of it, I'm missing I'm missing some details in scene two. And I remember uh, because a bunch of us went and saw it and uh, over the weekend and Monday, Monday morning, one of my guys goes, oh, yeah, that scene where they go, hey, I used to be a bartender. Now I own a boat. And, uh, and I'm going, what scene was that? And cause I didn't, I didn't really register that one cause I was thinking about the scene before. So I missed every other scene. So anyway, I've seen it a billion times now and I've, uh, I can probably recognize every little scene from it now. And, uh, you guys probably won't, don't do that, but that's why you listen to the main event. So you can be up on things. So uh, anyway, but this one might, might be a little bit detailed. You might need to uh, listen to it more than once. So anyway, before I go any further, let me introduce myself. For those that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman with Planet Home Lending. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there. If you know where to look, you know when to look, and you know what to look for, call me. If you need help with financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One more time, day or night, toll free, area code 855 640-2020. If you want to get us some information, but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet, uh, go to my website, edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending uh, logo, and that'll take you to my lending page there. You can put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle, whether that's to try and buy a house that you don't own yet, or to refinance a piece of property that you do own already, or uh, if you want to look into one of those fantastic financial tools uh, for seniors that 
anyone who's age 62 or is married to someone over age 62, uh, the reverse mortgage, we will uh, help you find your help you find your way in this uh, confusing little world that doesn't need to be that confusing. We'll help you understand it real easy. Um, if you want to hear some something on the show, repeat it. Also, stay on uh, edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. There you can hear this show as, as well as, and I had to go back in the archives this week because I wanted to uh, listen to a show from 2018 when I went over some of this stuff when it was just conspiracy theory before we knew it for a fact. Um, and I noticed we have 334 weeks of shows on there. So just in case, you know, you're saying, hey, this guy's good. I want to hear all his shows. I'm going to go back and listen to them all for the last uh, 14 years. Um, Anyway, uh, anyway, that you probably don't. But if if there's something you want to hear, it's there. Podcast page. You can also get the podcast on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, iTunes, Apple podcast, where you can uh, subscribe for free and have it uh, automatically download to your uh, your phone or your computer, whatever device you use for uh, listening to uh, podcasts on. Uh, we I record on Friday mornings. It uploads on Friday afternoons and sometime before fr- Friday evening at it uh, downloads to your device, so if the radio times don't uh, don't uh, match your schedule, no no need to miss out on uh, all the intelligence that I'm spewing out here about all the mumbo jumbo you hear on TV, you see on the internet, and uh, see in your own lives. And uh, and amazing to me, amazing to me that uh, uh, that not everybody see it. You know, hey, this is the way I see it. Why does anybody see it any different? Oh yeah. There's these things called Democrats and there's these people with uh, uh, that go to college and there's these people that uh, are just not in, not apparently in my same uh, angle of sight. Um, if you want to comment on my show, you can send me an email to ed at edhoffman.net. And uh, and surprisingly, I'm starting to see emails from you guys that say, hey, you know what? I've been listening to you and I thought you're kind of a looney tune about this uh, stuff on the Mass and vaccinations and conspiracy theories about Clinton, conspiracy theories about uh, Biden and the election. Now I'm starting to think you're right all this time. <clears throat> well, that's uh, that's encouraging to me that I'm that it's starting to come true. Uh, so with that, from that standpoint, just listen to me now. Believe me later. You know, as uh, Hans and Franz would say. So uh, so let's get on to the let's get on to the Durham report, because this one's going to be a lot of information to get through in one hour. So the Durham report revelations, special counsel John Durham continues to unravel the origins of the Trump Russia collusion hoax five years after it began. You know, what's what's funny, I'll just step in, I'll just get off the get off the uh, tangent, right? Get off the off the trail right now. We know the 2020 election was BS. We know that Trump won. But it's going to take five years for anybody to unravel it all. And uh, Biden will be dead by then. United States may not be united anymore. And who knows if this world's still around. Um, and we all know it to be true. Why do we have to wait, wait all these years? Why, can't somebody, why won't somebody with uh, some stones in Congress and Senate stand up and do something? Why do we have to endure, endure what, uh, what's going to be the Biden administration and be left with what's left of this country when it's over. I don't think we can afford to, to uh, wait three more years. And I, and I don't think uh, 
even, well, the midterms are coming up in November. That's only nine months away. And then there's three months, there's two months after that before all the new people get into office. There's a lot, there's a lot of damage that can be done in that 11 months. Look at what uh, Biden did in the first uh, 12 months. Just seems to me that just because the rules are this, that we should, the, you know, the Constitution was written to be able to be uh, changed changed and enforced and uh, amended. And, uh, you know, if the rules say this is how we do it and we have an emergency situation, we need to do something faster. There should be a way to change that. And maybe we're waiting for the midterm. So we actually have a majority of intelligent, honest people in office so we can actually do that. Um, I don't know. I'm rambling now. So let's get on. In the court filing last week, Durham stated that the 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign effort to compile dirt on, on Trump went as far as to breach protected White House communications, most likely with the help of the Obama administration, most definitely with the help of the, of the Obama administration, the FBI, the CIA. Sounds like a conspiracy? That's because it is. A conspiracy that's a secret plan to do something unlawful or harmful, and that's exactly what this was. Let's start Durham's, with uh, Durham's filing. It relates to his September indictment of Michael Sussman, a lawyer who represented the Clinton campaign. Sussman is accused of lying to our intelligence agencies multiple times as he helped to build the, the collusion hoax. It starts with him lying to the FBI on, at a September 2016 meeting when he presented documents claiming to show secret internet communications between the Trump organization and the Russia-based Alpha Bank. Probably has to do with the fact that Trump uh, Trump Tower was built in in Moscow, just like they've got uh, Trump uh, Trump buildings all over the world. So this probably had to do with that. The indictment also says Sussman lied to the FBI when he told them he was presenting the information on Trump solely as a good citizen, failing to disclose his ties to the Clinton campaign. Well, you know that. Think about this. That uh, thing that we, when you go to court and you do an oath, you know, hey, I'm, uh, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Somehow, the, somehow that middle part, the whole truth, escapes so many people. But this goes beyond Hillary, Hillary lawyer doing some dirty work. Durham's report shows the actual data mining took place on the White House servers in order to build the hoax starting when Trump was, was president-elect. Uh, the indictment revealed Sussman worked with Tech Executive One, identified as an internet data expert named Rodney Joff, to monitor Trump's internet activity during the transition. Tr Joff is a past recipient of an FBI award for outstanding cyber investigation. Remember that. Okay, at the time, at, at that time, Joff's employer was a company called Newstar. Remember that too. For the purposes of mining Trump's data. Joff also got help from researchers from an unnamed U.S. university. Hmm, that's interesting. So some unnamed U.S. university, uh, Georgetown, Harvard, uh, one of these grand uh, uh, institutions of higher education is now they're getting involved. You know, there's not enough, uh, there's not enough, uh, it's not bad enough that the universities are are poisoning our kids' minds with idiocy and, and uh and just just nonsense, turning uh, turning taking your hard earned dollars, which I assume they're your Republicans because you've got the money to send your kids to college or our tax dollars in in uh, uh, student loans and uh, turning our kids into Democrats. 
which means they're making them stupider. Uh, so anyway, Durham's filing says Joff's goal was to create an in- inference and narrative about Trump that would please certain VIPs. Believed to be Sussman's employer, the Perkins Coy law firm, who was contracted by the Clinton campaign, and Mark Elias, the Clinton campaign's head legal counsel. So uh, Joff's doing this, doing this uh, inside information stuff on the internet, uh, giving it to, to Sussman, and he thought uh, he thought he's getting in points with uh, the lawyers who work for the Clinton campaign. Uh, Durham's filing explains that Joff's employer, Newstar had come to, access, come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the EOP, which stands for the Executive Office, Executive Office of the President of the United States, as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided internet services to the EOP. In other words, Newstar was paid to perform IT work for the Executive Office of the President so that Joff could provide Hillary's lawyers with President-elect Donald Trump's protected internet data. So think about this. Hillary having uh, lived in the White House for eight years as her husband was president, having been the Secretary of State for uh, four years uh, under Obama, uh, having, having been a senator, she knows she has all the connections. She knows, she knows who knows the inside information. She knows who has access to get the inside information, and she uses those. This is, uh, this is in something that just popped into my mind this is all the reason for term limits take those people once they once they learn to once they know too much it's time to get them out of office uh and you know on the other hand hey these people have spent all this time learning all this inside all this inside information makes them more effective yeah more effective for the wrong people um how did new star and Joff end up being hired to do this the federalist reported this week that new star is known to have many contracts to secure and maintain internet servers for federal agencies including the White House. And that's part of Joff's job at Newstar was advising, advising the FBI brass and the White House officials, including the president, including President Obama, on cybersecurity matters. So let's see. If you want to figure out how to hack into the, uh, into the White House servers and the government-sensitive uh, servers, why not just go to the people that already have access to that? Yeah, there's a ticket. And then are there are there people inside that would violate their uh, their uh, security clearances that they have access to that and that they're they're bonded. So they they know that they're going to jail if if they breach that that security. So. The Federalist also reported Joff's access to propriety Internet logs became interest to operatives for the Hillary campaign who appears to have offered him a plum job in a Clinton presidency. The report quotes Joff saying in an email, I was tentatively offered a top cybersecurity job by the Democrats when it looked like they'd win. Hmm. It appears, it appears that all these people, you take all these people that, that would, never, would never divulge that they were taking money to, uh, to do inside jobs. When they put them in a room and let the bright lights shine, they all wet their pants and start start squawking like parrots, telling the truth. So hopefully they put some puppy pads under their chairs. And uh, then the, you know, you wonder why, why this report is taking so long. Because this, this plan was so, so uh, complex and latticed, as one of uh, my former lawyers would say, that they, they write contracts so that 
you have to you have to refer from one paragraph to another paragraph and reference something in in uh, public records and do all this stuff. So in order for you to really understand what they're saying, you have to do a whole bunch of research and they do that on purpose. So people won't, won't know how the, how they uh, plan this to protect themselves when it gets to court. So when they, so when the Democrats didn't win, i.e. Hillary Clinton, it seems, seems this is what they hired him to do instead monitor Trump's internet traffic at the white house, the Trump tower and his central park apartment to search to search for literally anything they could use to say he was conspiring with Russia. This is the swamp, folks. Remember, Joff was well known as a data expert to the FBI. They gave the guy an award for, for, his, uh, for his supreme intelligence and cybersecurity cracking abilities. He was handpicked by the Clinton campaign with the support of the Obama White House and probably the FBI to provide internet services, air quotes there, to the executive office of the president for the sole purpose of spying on Trump. Are you kidding me? This is America, folks. This stuff happens in America? Is your jaw on the floor? It's amazing to me. So we're going to talk about how all this was set up months before Election Day as part of the Russia collusion hoax. But first, let's finish Durham's report. It documents how the spying continued into the first year of Trump's presidency. Durham's filing says that on February 9, 2017, 20 days after the inauguration, campaign lawyer Sussman met with, the, with what Durham's filing calls Agency 2. The New York Post reports that this was the CIA to provide an updated set of allegations and that these allegations include the claim that Trump and or his associates were using supposedly rare Russian-made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. Durham said this assertion was likely highly misleading or outright false. So let's see. The FBI knows there's Comey. The CIA, that's Brennan. We know in another, from another article that Brennan told, uh, told Obama on July 28th of 2016, all this stuff was going on. So that involves Obama. How many of these people do you think are actually going to go to jail? You don't need more than one hand to, to count them. Probably don't even need your thumb um, because, you know, the Democrats, uh, there's no such thing as justice when it comes to Democrats. Sussman told the CIA that his allegation relied on Internet traffic that Joff and others had assembled pertaining to the Trump Tower, Donald Trump's New York City apartment building and the executive office of the president and the health care provider. Hmm. A healthcare provider? Are you kidding me? How are they involving them? You know, uh, remember uh, who was president when the HIPAA laws came out saying that your uh, your medical records are private and shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be made public records and certain people shouldn't have access to them? Uh, that was Bill Clinton, nineteen ninety six. Hmm. How did how did uh, Hillary know to go after that stuff? Oh, okay. She got some coaching from uh, her uh, part time husband. So now we know all this was going on. I guess it's time for 60 Minutes' Leslie Stahl to apologize to Trump for this interview. So the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, there's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't no, verify. No, you won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been that. totally verified. No. 
Yeah, amazing. This stuff, we all knew it was happening. We all knew it to be true. I said, hey, you know what? At first he said, hey, they're spying on my campaign. All right. Uh, I don't know how he knows that stuff, but he's saying it. And of course, if I was, if I, if I had information like that on me and I was a public figure like uh, Trump and they're making allegations, I would say, hey, I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but I know they're spying on me. And, uh, and of course, everybody, the, you know, the, the liberal media, CNN, PMS, NBC, and uh, all the three letters, ABC, CBS, NBC, uh, all the main networks, all treated, treated us like uh, Trump's a looney tune. And there goes, the, there goes the narrative for the whole four years he was the president. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for part one of the main event, so stay tuned. I got a lot more of this stuff to go over. So remember everything I said and hold that, hold that memory to pick up in five minutes. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Planet Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio, but if you think you might be in the market, if you think you are in the market, uh, if you wonder if you might be in the market, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net, click on the plant home lending logo, and I'll help you you find out if uh, what's the best thing for you, what you think might be the best thing for you. Uh, If you're you're thinking about refinancing a piece of property you own, uh, trying to pick up a piece of property that you you'd like to own, and let me see if I can uh, if I can list all the states that we're in now because we picked up a few more this week: uh, California, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Indiana, Illinois. Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, there's Ohio. I, I'm trying to think if there's a, if there's a couple more anyway, just in case, if you want to move out of California or if you want to pick up some property so you, so you can move out of California when it's time to, to do that retirement thing or when it just gets so bad that you can't stand it here anymore. Um, call me, call me 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net. Click on the plant home lending logo and uh, see if, uh, see if we're licensed there. If we're not there, we'll probably be in, uh, close to all 50 before too long. So anyway, uh, we're talking about all the stuff that was going on uh, prior to, to Trump's election and in his first year of, of, uh, of office in the White House. Um, so let's continue, with, let's continue with this. Durham's report, it's in Durham's report, it states that in September 2016, CIA officials forwarded a memo about a discussion. We don't know who who was having this discussion because the names were redacted on U.S. presidential candidate, quote, Hillary, Cam- Hillary Clinton's approval of the plan concerning the U.S. presidential candidate, Donald Trump, and Russian hackers hampering, uh, hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from her own use of a pri- private email server. Remember that? No, she was Secretary of State. We have pictures of her doing emails on her BlackBerry that were uh, emails from her private server, not from the, the State Department's uh, emails, which are secure. You know, she's only, you know, she's, she's dealing with international stuff as the Secretary of State. And, uh, and there she is. She's dealing with a private server. And this was a big deal. 
So what, what does she do? They release a, a report that says Hillary Clinton approved this plan concerning the U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering the U.S. elections. That will change the news cycle to distract everybody. You know, hey, just ring a bell and all the and all the Democrats will run to the to their feed bowl. Um, and, and of course, everything she was doing kind of outside. I don't know if it was against the law, but it was outside national security protocol. You know, and those those people that want to make sure we don't get hacked, to make sure that what's national security stays national. The stuff that we don't want to know. You know, I don't need to know everything that's going on in the White House and the Defense Department, and all that stuff, because if I know it, our enemies know it. I don't even have to know it because if they're hacking into Hillary's server, then uh, they know everything. So, and there it is, the first documented memo on the Russia collusion hoax. In writing, it says Hillary Clinton approved the plan. Of course, we know that we know that uh, the CIA, uh, John Brennan, told then-President Barack Insane Obama uh, that, that it was going on. And you know what? I used to say, I used to say, hey, when Trump gets elected, when Trump gets in the White House, he's going to start seeing how the Defense Department works and how the budget works and how all this stuff. And he's going to go, as a businessman, he's going to go, you guys are doing what? You guys are spending what on this for, for what reason? And are you guys stupid? I mean, you remember the first few days in office, he, 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 uh, he canceled a contract for the new Air Force One with, uh, I think it was not Boeing. It was not Northrop. It was anyway, anyway, one of those defense contractors. And all of a sudden they renegotiated the whole thing for millions of dollars less. Because Trump said, no, 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 we're not spending. They were, we're, not, we're not letting you just have an open, uh, open checkbook in this. Trump's a businessman. He understands this stuff. So now, so now it's, it's uh, you would think that Obama got notified of this stuff going on, and he going, you're doing what? This can't happen. This is the United States of America. But he didn't. And once again, and once again, remember, these FBI guys, the CIA guys, all these guys were, were under oath in front of the Senate and the, and the House of Representatives. And they took an oath that said, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But it seems they missed that whole truth thing and left a whole bunch of stuff out of it. But it gets even swampier. The CIA forwarded this memo to the FBI and flagged it to the attention of the FBI director, da, 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 James Comey and Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence, da, 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 Peter Strzok. So, you know, everybody knows this is going on. Remember Peter Strzok, he's the one who texted with his mistress, Lisa Page, that there was an, that there was an insurance policy in case Trump won the election. So all this stuff is going on. Try to remember all this stuff. I know we're all getting a little older, and the younger people may not be listening to my show as much as the older people, but try to remember, take your Prevagen and, uh, and remember all this stuff and put it all together in your head. So we finally have seen enough to prove that there was a massive conspiracy to take down the president with the lies, lies of a Russian collusion. But not if you ask the media. 
This new wrinkle, it really is just a wrinkle and it's very vague. We're still trying to get a sense of what the facts are here. It does not show the actual spying that, uh, that, that Trump and others are saying it does. If you're going to call it Watergate, it's that the security guard at the Watergate, while being paid to do security to see just who was coming in, doesn't mean they were going through their briefcases, doesn't mean it was going through the files that they were bringing in. If what they did had been illegal, we would have had a charge. Yeah, if what they did was illegal, we would have a charge. Well, they did indict uh, Sussman, uh, the, the lawyer, but why don't we have a charge against Obama and Comey and Strzok and Brennan and McCabe and all these guys that were involved in it because they're, they've got security clearances and they're supposed to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And not only to do what's right, but to say something when something's being done that's not right. Oh, I know. That's, that shouldn't be expected of them because, because then they might get suicided. Um, you know, if you start to if you start to be a whistleblower and it happens to in, incriminate uh, Bill or Hillary Clinton, uh, you suddenly get you suddenly shoot yourself in the back uh, to kill yourself. And, uh, you know, the, the the crap that you just heard on these comments, I mean, the comments you just heard only stand up is trusting that people will not actually take it when you hear the news articles and say, hey, for more information, read the Wall Street Journal article or read the read the uh, the whole re- the whole uh, uh, the whole report from from uh, uh, Durham on the Internet. You can get all this stuff, but they trust that no one's going to take the time to do it because we live in a world of sound bites. We hear a little thing on on uh, on CNN. We hear one little thing that they that they clip and we don't listen to the rest of the conversation and we don't ask anymore. They clip things out of con- context. And, and, you know, at the time that, that we suddenly find out the truth, you know, at this point, what difference does it make? Apparently none, because nothing's been done. So let's put the Durham report in context now. Uh, now it's time to put the new revelations from the Durham's report in context. It's going to require that we put on our thinking caps, dig up our memories from four years ago when I reported on this before, and uh, of what went back, went, went on in two th- 2016 that we started to see come together in 2018. Pre- prepare to hear some names you haven't heard in a while. Remember George Papadopoulos? He's the young, naive, tall, skinny, bald kid, uh, 28 years old at the time, uh, campaign advisor who ran his mouth about campaign having dirt on Hillary. The problem is that the info was from someone that now believed to be a Russian spy or a bunch of people believed to be Russian spies. Uh, remember the name Joseph Misfood. Joseph Misfood. He's the spy, the mysterious British professor, long rumored to be a Russian agent with ties to the Kremlin. He told Papadopoulos at a Liverpool hotel in March 2016 that he had incriminating dirt on Hillary Clinton. Okay. Then, then the next name, Alexander Downer. Rumored to be the brother of the famed Debbie Downer. He's another spy. Downer, an Australian diplomat, says Papadopoulos told him at a London bar in May of 2016, two months later, that the Trump campaign had dirt on Hillary. Downer now says he was hired to spy on Papadopoulos. Hmm. He was hired to spy on Papadopoulos. Why would he do that? This isn't just out of the, out of the, out of the, uh, off the off just out of the mill 
run-of-the-mill uh, public person that Steph, that uh, Papadopoulos just talked to, that talked to and made these comments? No, he was hired to spy on him. Remember the name Stephen Halper. There is another mysterious British professor with ties to intelligence agency, agencies and a long history of being an FBI informant. And as we told you back in 2018, when all this came out, our own Department of Defense funneled about $300,000 in payments to him in 2016 and 2017. Hmm. Why would the Defense Department be funneling $300,000 to a British professor? Hmm, peculiar. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that uh, this makes, makes any sense. And how does that happen without the President of the United States not knowing about it? So remember, you know, tax time's coming up in two months. Remember when you write that check or when you uh, see how much you look on your W-2 and see how much you paid, paid in taxes and you don't get any of it back. They want more. Remember that all that money, where's it going to? Well, we paid this guy $300,000 to some British professor for, I don't know. And maybe that maybe you didn't pay in $300,000, but every time the government wastes a penny on something that I don't believe in, it angers me as it should you. If it doesn't, if it doesn't anger you, you're either not paying taxes or you better check your pulse. You might be dead. Um, okay, remember the name Carter Page. He, he's another Trump campaign worker, higher than Papadopoulos ever was, who Stephen Halper befriended. Halper repeatedly tried to get Page to meet with him with various Russian dignitaries. Page claims he never did. When this didn't work out, Halper tried dangling Russian bait in front of Papadopoulos. What kind of Russian bait do you catch a young 28-year-old kid with? Sexy Russian girls. Papadopoulos said in September 2016, Halper asked him, George, do you know about Hillary and the DNC hacking emails from Russia, right? Remember, this is also right after candidate Trump said on the campaign trail, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So now we know all these spies were capitalizing on Trump's remarks by dangling the hack Hillary DNC emails as bait for Papadopoulos. Of course, you know, he was saying he was Say, he said that during a debate, and they're talking about uh, the allegations of the Russians hacking, hacking the, uh, the servers. And he says, well, you know, I hope you find the, the missing 30,000 emails as a, as a jab at Hillary because she deleted all those emails when they start looking into her uh, private server. And, uh, of course, the Democrats capitalized on that. We all know that he was just jabbing Hillary. OK, so let's remember another name, Azra Turk. This is Stefan Halper's Turkish assistant, who posed as Vladimir Putin's niece, flirted with Papadopoulos, then tried to help Halper convince Papadopoulos to arrange a meeting for Trump with the Russian leadership, a.k.a. Vladimir Putin. Papadopoulos declined the meeting. Probably his one, his one smart decision while he was there. Remember Iman Agalarov. That's the Russian pop singer managed by Rob Goldstone, someone the Trumps knew through Miss Universe pageant. Goldstone called Don Jr. in June of 2016 to see Eamon's father had just met with the crown prosecutor of Russia, who had offered to give Trump some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful for your father. To which Don Don Jr. famously said, if that's what you say, I love it. You remember if you if you might remember Democrats acting like the line was their smoking gun to prove collusion. 
Remember this name, Natalia Veselnitskaya. She's the Russian honeypot lawyer who met with Don Jr., Paul Manafort, and Jared Kushner at the Trump Tower. As you, as you may recall, she had no incriminating info on Hillary. That's how we know even Agalarov was also used in it as an asset. Remember, they had that meeting at the Trump Tower, and then all she wanted to talk about was uh, um, chain, if tr when Trump got into office that, uh, that they loosen up the laws about Americans adopting Russian babies and say, well, what's this about? Uh, we thought we were here to hear some inside information on Hillary, and everybody just walked away. Here's the point. By the end of summer 2016, we had six different Russian assets laying a trap for the Trump team to meet with them for the dirt on Hillary. That meeting finally happened in Trump Tower in June. Once that happened, the Democrats felt that they had the evidence they needed to prove collusion. So in September, the CIA memo was drafted and sent to Comey and Strzok at the FBI saying, in effect, Hillary Clinton has approved the plan concerning Trump colluding with the Russians to hack the election the one that we just talked about, about uh, five minutes ago. Um, and all this stuff had been going on. So they just said that, hey, Hillary uh, 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 approved this, this plan, but the plan had been going on for six months before that. And we know what happened for the next five years. We had Mueller investigation, the impeachment, and a nonstop witch hunt for the entire duration of the Trump presidency. Can you imagine if Donald Trump actually got to be president with people supporting him? in the government with uh with even his own republicans you know he had the he had the house and the senate for the first uh, two years of his presidency and we had people like paul ryan and john mccain and a bunch of turncoats in there that that wouldn't support him because you know he's not part of he's not part of the of the swamp so we're just not going to support him and then we're just not going to run for re-election because we know at some point it's going to come back to bite us in the butt and it all started with a cia memo who wrote it we may never know. Someday they'll unredact that thing. But we do know that Hillary was briefed on all these agencies were doing on her behalf while it was going on. Remember, the first thing Sussman took to the FBI, that was the evidence of the secret internet communications between Trump organization and a Russian bank. Remember who was hired to provide internet services for the purposes of monitoring Trump's internet activity, Rodney Joff. Who provides internet services, an internet data expert like Joff? Some people might also call that job a computer scientist. Put all that together and then listen to this tweet from Hillary Clinton in October of 2016. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. Dun, da, 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 da. How did she know all that stuff? How did she know all that stuff? Because she was the one who planned all this stuff. And will she see... Uh, some, uh, some time in the Gray Bar Hotel, we can all just hope. Fast forward to this week when Hillary uh, tweeted her first comments on, on all this. She tweeted, uh, I don't have a date on here, but it was uh, early in the week. Trump and Fox are desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from his real ones. So it's a day that ends in why. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. For those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of their latest nonsense. And she puts in a link to a Vanity Fair article that really doesn't debunk anything. Democrats' definition of debunking is just denying, deny, deny, deny. We never tell the truth. And if they catch us on the truth, just deny it. That's the whole Democrat plan. Uh, that and, uh, hey, this week, this week, our, uh, our word of the day is, is debunk. 
debunk. Next week, we're going to have masks, and the next week, it's going to be testing, 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 and the next week, it's going to be science, science, science. Well, Hillary's on this one. Today, it's just, uh, I don't know what the next, what the word is for today. Later, she actually spoke at the New York Democrat Convention, and she made these comments. And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. By the way, they've been coming after me again lately, in case you might have noticed. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. Yeah, I didn't realize that Trump was getting into more trouble. Although my wife did show me an article in the Press Enterprise Friday morning uh, that uh, they're forcing forcing the Trumps and uh, the they're forcing Donald Trump and Donald Jr. and Ivanka to testify in something in New York. Um, I wonder why they don't ask Obama to testify on anything or Biden to testify on anything. And what about Hunter? What about Hunter? So let's talk about we got we got uh, five more minutes. Let's talk about some strange things that are going on with the Democrats this week on everything from inflation to, to the crime wave. It started on Sunday when Nancy Pelosi made an made an appearance on This Week with George Stephanopoulos. Here's a montage of her ramblings. The fact that people have jobs always contributes to increase in inflation. And that's a good thing. But inflation is not a good, you know, we have to contain yeah, that. Wages are not keeping up with prices. That's right. And, and what contributes to inflation? People have more people having jobs, scarcity of product, which, which makes prices go up and the rest. Secondly, it's important to note this about the BBB. The BBB is a deficit reduction bill. It's a bill that and some people say when you increase the national debt, you increase inflation. 17 Nobel laureates uh, wrote that the, the way the BBB was written with long-term investments and increasing the capacity of people to participate in our, our success is non-inflationary. But, the, but make no mistake, community safety is our responsibility defund the police's debt. That causes a concern with a few in our caucus. But public safety is our responsibility. Yeah, well, you know, apparently she's uh, she just went to a, a briefing before going on TV and she learned this thing called supply and demand. You know, when there's a shortage of supply, that creates inflation. And of course, she might have seen this scene from the movie The 25th Hour. What's the big deal with the employment number anyway when it's a felan? Whatever. Look, more jobs means fewer people looking for work. It means it's harder to find good people to fill those jobs. It means you got to raise wages to get them. It means inflation goes up. You got it? Yeah. No, nah, I didn't think so. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing and you're handing out junk mail. Now get off my desk. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that is how inflation normally works. That's how inflation normally works, except for when, uh, when more people are working, it's harder to get harder to get good employees. So you got to raise the wages to do that. But unfortunately, this is not why we have higher wages. We have higher wages because we are paying people to, to stay at home and they don't want to work. And then we raise the, the minimum wage to where somebody flipping a hamburger is making 20 bucks an hour. 
And you got and and I can I've told this story before driving through a jack in the box on the way home from our Montana house uh, and asking the sign on the jack in the box said, please bear with us. We're understaffed. And of course, they say, hey, I asked them how much they're paying. They said we're paying twenty dollars an hour to start and we're actually given a thousand dollar signing bonus. And I said, and you still can't get people to come to work. I said, yeah, we can come. We can get people to come to work. We can't get them to keep coming to work after they get their bonus. They're done. So it's amazing, amazing that Pelosi rambles this crap for people that don't pay attention. Um, also, I got time for one little thing here. Uh, this week, a man with a rap sheet a mile long named Asamad Asa- Nash out on release because Manhattan DA Alvin, Alvin Bragg's love for criminals killed a 32-year-old Christina Yuna Lee inside her Chinatown apartment by stabbing her 40 times. Proving once again she's wholly unqualified to be cong- uh, in Congress Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez connected horrific new New York City murders like this one to wait for it, the expired child tax credit. We don't want to say some of the things that are the, that are obvious, like, gee, the child tax credit just ran out on December 31st, and now people are stealing baby formula. But we don't want to have that discussion. We want to say these people are criminals, or we want to talk about people that are violent instead of environments of violence and what we are doing to either contribute or to dismantle that. Yeah, we canceled the child tax credit and that's why people go into go into people's apartments and stab them 40 times. They're not criminals. They're just short on funds to be able to buy baby formula. If you buy this crap, you know, uh, then you deserve what you get. Biden's the president and uh just a sad day. It's glad, I'm glad to see people are starting to uh, to to start to see the the wisdom of things that I've said from four years ago. Um, the one thing I'm still waiting for is that is a is a call, text, or email from my sister to say, "Okay, Ed, you're right. Biden was a was a dumb move, and I voted for him. I'm sorry, I was wrong." Anyway, I'm gonna hold my breath until that comes in, and maybe I'll still be here next week. But I'm all out of time for this week, so my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week.